0: Weird AF News, where we've got your daily dose of
1: weird. I get so emotional, baby. Every time I hear weird AF news, I get so emotional, baby. Ain't it freaking weird? Weird AF News. A Hawaiian lawmaker proposes banning the sale of cigarettes to anyone under 100 years old. There's an empty trash bag circling planet Earth, FYI. And a Texas man admits kidnapping 79 people to anally probe them while disguised as an alien. This is just just your regular run-of-the-mill normal stories for, for Weird AF News. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Let's get into it. A Hawaii lawmaker proposes banning the sale of cigarettes to anyone under 100 years old. A Big Island lawmaker has proposed incrementally increasing the age to buy cigarettes, leading to a practical ban of cigarettes across Hawaii. Democratic State Rep. Richard Cregan proposed legislation aimed at making the state the first in the country to ban the sale of cigarettes for everyone except people age 100 and over. Under this bill, the minimum smoking age would increase to 30, age 30 in 2020, to 40 in 2021, 50 in 2022, 60 in 2023, and 100 in 2024. This is insane. This is crazy. The measure would not apply to e-cigarettes, cigars, or chewing tobacco. Cregan says taxes and other regulations have slowed down tobacco use but have not stopped the problem. Uh, It's, it's slowing down, in my opinion, sufficiently. Look, I mean, people are always going to smoke. I mean, what, what are you going to do about it? But I, I've noticed a drastic decrease in the amount of people that smoke but then again I've lived in the last two cities I've lived in were major metropolis you know New York City and Los Angeles so um, where the cigarettes are so expensive um, I mean maybe if I was I, I was in Virginia within the past few years and that people were smoking like chimneys down there so maybe it isn't slowing down maybe it's just slowing down where I've been living <laughs> I don't know I noticed there's a, there's a major crossover to e-cigarettes though and and so that's I think that's a huge factor, Um, which I have an e-cigarette right here, which I'll take a hit of here, and mm. oh, it's minty. I love it. Um, Shout out to my friend Isabel, who gave me that. Uh, Yeah, e-cigarettes are kind of the thing now. I don't know if they're enormously healthier, enormously healthier? What is wrong with my word choice? I don't know if they're significantly healthier than cigarettes, regular cigarettes. They seem like they are to me, but, you know, I am I think we need to get more data on these things. But uh, I think what's being proposed in Hawaii is a little over-the-top drastic. And I think this guy's a little... <laughs> it's a little... There's a word called draconian. And it means, like... Uh, it means, like... Uh, it's usually associated with laws. And it, it, they're, like, unreasonably... Uh, repressive laws. This is this is definitely uh, an unreasonable law. I mean, you, you <laughs> if you can't buy cigarettes in your 90s and 80s, I mean, wh- what's this world coming to? When I'm in my 80s, I'm gonna be smoking up a storm, drinking, doing all the drugs I can find, philandering, you name it. I mean, I'm 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 about to die. Let me smoke. What are you out of your mind? Here's a quote. Basically, we essentially have a group who are heavily addicted. In my view enslaved by a ridiculously bad industry which has enslaved them by designing a cigarette that is highly addictive knowing that it knowing that it's highly lethal and it is that was the what the guy who proposed this bill this sounds like a quote that came out of the 1980s but i think this guy's a little late to the party and uh, and is really proposing something that's c- completely unreasonable and i'm going to assume that they don't pass this uh And by the way, in Hawaii, what's worse for your health? Cigarettes or all that spam they're eating? I mean, that spam is killing you, I think, quicker than the cigarettes. So let's... How about a ban on the spam? (laughs) Spam intake. You should limit your spam intake. And raise the age of spam purchase to over 18. (laughs) If you guys don't know, spam is like the craze in Hawaii. And there was... I did a story about... There was like people rioting because there was a spam shortage at one point. Uh... This bill is expected to be heard by a state house committee this week. Hawaii is one of only a few states that do not allow the sale of cigarettes to anyone under age 21. Yeah, New York is actually a state that um, they passed that while I lived there. They changed it to the age of 21, which um, I, d- I don't agree with. I mean, if you can if you can be drafted into the army at 18, you should be able to smoke a damn pack of cigarettes at 18. I mean, get out of town with this stuff. I mean, and how many? you can get guns at 18, but what, you can't smoke cigarettes? I mean, shut up. Stupid. This whole trying to control drugs is just silly to me. It really is. I mean, we should all be allowed to do whatever the hell we want with our own brains and bodies. You can't tell me what I can't do with my... Unless I'm hurting somebody else. Unless I'm endangering another individual, the environment, or an animal. Although we could argue that smoking cigarettes does endanger the environment. But not much more than a vehicle... My point is, you, uh, government shouldn't be passing down the rules on what I can and cannot do with my state of mind. Go suck it, government. And this is another one of those instances where they're trying to just, you know. yeah. Can you imagine a 98-year-old man that could, wasn't allowed to buy cigarettes? I mean, let's, let's consider that for a moment. This is how ridiculous this bill is. You're 98 years old, you can't buy cigarettes. Get out of town with that crap. I'm 98 years old. I need a cigarette. I'm 98. I need it. I need more than that. I need strippers and some Molly. (laughs) Do you guys think this is dumb? Any of you live in Hawaii? Tell me about the spam. Ooh, let's get in some weird science news uh, for once. There's an empty trash bag circling our planet, NASA wants you to know. That's very important. Um, There's a lot of space junk. I don't know if you know that. Tons of trash just just flying around the Earth's orbit. It's not it's not enough that we've polluted the shit out of this planet here, but we've also ruined we're ruining space with plastic bags as well. <laughs> oh, man, there's like Reese's empty Reese's peanut butter cups up there. But few objects. Few objects they're saying are quite as peculiar as the one that's called A. 10B MLZ, which astronomers are describing as an empty trash bag. Why are they? Stu- why are astronomers obsessed with this one trash bag? I'm sh- I'm sure there's a lot of other crazy shit out there in Earth's orbit. There's probably some like dead astronauts floating around, a sneaker, There's like a Air Jordans. Farther than the average distance between the Earth and the Moon, A10B MLZ doesn't have a stable orbit. It's moving erratically unpredictably veering back and forth between a distance of 372,000 and 334,000 miles from the surface of the earth. A lot like, you guessed it, an empty trash bag caught in the wind. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so why do we care about this? Why is science so obsessed with this? Well, they're saying this trash bag is far from your run-of-the-mill space junk. Astronomer Daniel Bamberger from London's North Holt Branch Observatories, which made the follow-up observations on this trash bag and ran analyses on this trash bag after its initial discovery on January 28th, uh, 25th, says that he and his team initially had no clue whether the object was natural or artificial. As they tracked its movements, they realized it was defying predictions and moving around almost randomly. Somebody on the team that was high at the time thought it might be a strange alien doing a breakdance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But space is a vacuum. There's no wind. There's no air pressure to account for this sort of volatility, apparently. In other words, how is a a trash bag blowing in the wind when there's no wind in space? There are only a handful of forces that could possibly bully an object out of a normal orbit. What exactly is A-10B MLZ? And what kind of forces could possibly move it around as it blew through interstellar Main Street? The first thing to clear up is that while the empty trash bag... The empty trash bag moniker is a cute and useful analogy. (laughs) ETBO, they're calling it. Empty trash bag (laughs) (laughs) object. See any UFOs? Nah, just several several ETBOs. So there's a more technical label that helps describe what this trash bag is. Uh, One orbital mechanics researcher at the University of Texas explains that the object represents a phenomenon called high area to mass ratio. Or H-A-M-R. Wow, we're really nerding out here. Uh, When an object possesses a large surface area and a low mass, it's primed for getting pushed around by solar radiation. Oh, I see. So it's getting pushed around not by wind, but by radiation. That's how much radiation is out in space. Crazy. Crazy. Photons from stellar light and radiation are able to interact with the surfaces of other objects and apply a small pressure as a net result of different physical interactions. That's why if you go uh, float around in outer space, the solar solar radiation will actually give you a boner uh, because because it moves around your private parts. (laughs) That's not true, but maybe it is. Uh, Scientists, get on it. You have a budget. Solar radiation pressure is a weak force, though, but it acts continuously and will make a difference over time, eventually building to a point where it is powerful enough to move objects out of their normal trajectories. Wow, trajectories, Jonesy. Can you get through a word? That's why this trash bag's blowing around. Whew, is that interesting? I don't know. I mean, it is interesting. Is it noteworthy? What we do know about A10B MLZ is that it's several meters wide, but weighs less than 2.2 pounds and it's probably a metallic structure that came off during a rocket launch into orbit. Its small mass and inconsistent movements mean it will likely remain in orbit around Earth for at least the next few weeks. So it's not one of those small trash bags. It's a big one. It's a big, like, uh, you know, maybe a space shuttle trash trash bag of some sort. Um, nice to know that, uh, you know, there's also trash just <laughs> blowing around down around there. <laughs> So as we totally uh, ruin and... Uh, you know, toxify the earth here down on the ground. We have, you know, thinking like, oh, we'll go into space where it's cleaner to live. No, no, think again, guys, think again. (laughs) That's, oh no, that's a morbid thought. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's weird. A Texas man has admitted to kidnapping 79 people to anally probe them while disguised as an alien. I'm questioning the veracity of this article here. A 68-year-old Texas man named John Watts has been arrested for kidnapping 79 people and performing anal probes on them as an alien. He faces 79 charges of felony kidnapping, 79 counts of felony sexual assault. He was arrested after a joint investigation from the the FBI and Homeland Security found that there was a large number of extraterrestrial sightings in the San Antonio area. Homeland Security caught Mr. Watts as he was dressed up in a gray latex fat suit trying to abduct joggers at a nearby park. When caught, he admitted that he was sent from another planet and has placed trackers in the rectums of nearly 80 men and women in this area. The trackers were later found to be cell phone batteries with the words anal probe written on them. This can't be true. This article cannot be true. I'm going to Google this right now. Oh, this is real time, guys. I just went to Snopes, and they say this article is false. Hmm, should I finish it? (laughs) I feel like I should finish it, though, because it's so bizarre. Uh... What do you guys think? Uh, should I finish this article, yay or nay, and go? Oh, the yays have it. Oh, yeah, I heard all of you. Uh, (laughs) Why the hell not? (laughs) Because this is just just ridiculous. Uh, Cell phone batteries uh, with the words anal probe written on them in marker shoved up people's buttocks. Eh, Anyway, at a fake press conference led by... (laughs) Because it didn't happen, led by FBI investigator John Smith, he had a lot to say. Here's a quote from the FBI, and I'm going to use a crazy FBI voice because this story ain't even real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just can't have people out here sniffing, uh, sticking stuff inside people's rectums, you know. And we're, we're. It's, it's just unsanitary, um, first of all. And the long-term effects of a battery in someone's anus could be damaging to these individuals long-term, long-term. Well, I, I'd imagine even short-term. Um, we can't have people out here pretending to be aliens either. You know, when everyone knows that we're we're currently battling an illegal alien problem too. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Can't have. Oh, you know, look at there's there's enough illegal aliens out there that are keeping us busy. I can't. We the FBI can't be chasing uh, real aliens too. You know what I mean? That come from a different galaxy, like B twenty four, which uh, could be that that could be a bingo number as well. But it also is a, probably a place where aliens live. And uh, look at look at. We don't have the technology to be you're, you're following real aliens. The illegal aliens are giving us too much trouble as it is. And we should, certainly can't have citizens dressing up as aliens in these gray suits and shoving batteries up people's anuses. It just can't happen. To be fair, Mr. Watts did l- use lube, he claims. <laughs> so, in other words, hey, look it. I know I shoved uh, cell phone batteries up these people's butts, but it didn't go up there dry, okay? I care. I actually care. I put a little lube on there to, you know, reduce the friction. Uh He also provided every single one of his captives with a pretty nice spread of ho-hos and Twinkies, he said. He says, in my galaxy, we treat those that we probe with like royalty. I wouldn't hurt a fly. I just wanted to keep this world safe. (laughs) Gave him ho-hos and Twinkies. (laughs) Oh, I love whoever put out this fake article. This is fantastic. This is just so much fun. Very funny. He gave them Twinkies, too. (laughs) In closing, don't put... (laughs) The article says... And uh, Weird AF News agrees with this. In closing, don't put things in people's rectums without their permission. Lube or not lube, it's bad. In fact, Mr. Watts, uh, who probably doesn't even exist in real life, could face life in prison for his crimes in an imaginary world. And since it happened in Texas, he will likely never see the light of day again. The charges that he is facing are very serious, and he he should look to hiring a really good lawyer. The victims have spoken out and have said that he should have psychological testing done because no normal person would do this. But this happened. And now there are close to 80 people that are recovering from this anal trauma. In fact, of all the 80 people, 30 of them have reported battery burns inside of their rectum. And a lot of them believe in aliens too. So this was a big letdown for them. <laughs> no doubt they were like, ooh, an alien in the forest? Yes, do you, have some, do you have some futuristic technology for me? Yeah, I got some technology for you. Bend over. <laughs> This is terrible. Uh, well, I'm actually glad I covered the fake story cuz why the hell not, you know? It was it was written with a lot of humors. Why why let it go to waste? <laughs> oh man. Hope you had a great weekend, guys. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. I had an amazing weekend because I'm a Patriots fan from Massachusetts, so it was fantastic, but I'm not going to get into that cuz I know you don't want to hear that. That'll just annoy the shit out of you. So instead, I want to thank those of you who reached out over the weekend. Bobby Ray called in to let me know what magnet fishing is and how important it is uh, other calls call from Jay fantastic, thank you guys. Uh, J D. Bennett sent me a Facebook message saying, "Hey, Jonesy, the other day you talked about the edible T-shirts and you made a comment about what we about we need it to have edible sex toys. Unfortunately, my friend, we have had edible sex toys for many, many, many years. Just go to the produce aisle at any grocery store. <laughs> hey." I thought that was a pretty good joke. Thank you for for that. Had some people reach out about the Ted Bundy documentary, apparently. A lot of you have watched it. Um, I did a rant about it uh, last week, um, and I put that on my YouTube channel as well. A lot of people are watching it. Uh, On Instagram, Kelly Goins reached out to me, said, Ted Bundy doc, totally before my time, but but the tapes were pretty wild. Can you imagine this happening today? Him defending himself? What the hell? That was weird to watch. He was reliving his crimes. It was disturbing. And the ashes. Ugh, why would they even allow that? They should have been flushed. Oh, I totally agree. I made that point on my rant. What do what are you allowing this guy his last wishes for? He was a monster. Unbelievable. Can I imagine this happening today? Kelly? No, I can't. It wouldn't happen today because, uh, you know, the internet and law enforcement now is all connected. So... You wouldn't be able to go around the country just doing this and not be caught. He would have been stopped after the first city, probably, hopefully. Um, also, what else do we have here? Oh, yeah. Angie wrote me and said, um, I thought I'd give you some reactions to the Ted Bundy documentary. I have to say that it was fascinating because the man really was the last thing you would expect a serial killer to be. Good looking, intelligent. He led a normal life, presented himself well. I mean, usually when you get a picture of a serial killer, it's like, you can see the evil in their eyes or their face. Mm, I don't know. You could kind of see the evil in those eyes, um, Angie, in the documentary, too. I mean, they, when they did a close-up on his face, those little dark, beady eyes were... There's that's some evil behind that shit. She says, I also found it amazing he got away with it for so long without anybody connecting the dots. Quite scary, really, especially after the second escape where he took things like buses and planes but nobody noticed. I must say that even though I am not for the death penalty in his case it was definitely deserved a proper rehabilitation for the lives he had taken away. Oh, I'm sorry, a proper retribution for the lives he had taken away, especially as you said the young girl. I dread to think about what she may have gone through. I'm quite glad they did not specify that. Oh my goodness, I am glad, but I mean you think I think you got an idea when you saw that that grown man talking about how he hadn't he never he hadn't cried in his adult life until he found that girl. I mean, this is one of those instances for those of you who are not for the death penalty. Um, I mean, I think it'll change a lot of your minds in this particular case, uh, and deservedly so. Uh, check out that documentary, by the way. It's fascinating. Uh, I also watched the Fire Festival documentary. If you haven't seen that, also on Netflix, crazy crazy documentary. And I'm gonna do a little uh, response clip at the end of this. Uh, as well, uh, just just my my take on it. So if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert! I'm going to be talking about it a little bit. Um, also on Instagram, Kitty Gomez reached out with an article for me and, and also said, "Keep up the great news. You are what helps me get out of bed in the morning." Oh, that's so sweet, Kitty. Thank you. Um, I never thought in my wildest dreams I would be I would be anybody's uh, <laughs> assistance in getting out of bed in the morning. Um, also, what what else do we have here? I think that's it. But for those of you who who reached out, I, I I loved it. Thank you so much. Keep keep them coming. Keep the uh keep the articles and emails and calls, if you will. The number six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Also, you can uh, email me funnyjones at gmail dot com. D mail DM me at funnyjones on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. It's comedian Jonesy. If uh, you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, Weird AF you, Weird AF News YouTube channel. I did an on camera skype interview with an author of a UFO book over the weekend and I put that on the youtube channel and you can see that there it's about an hour long and uh, the guy wrote a pretty weird book it's about aliens and UFOs and we talk about the we talk about the phenomena he's a skeptic uh to the to the truest tense uh i'm i'm I kind of skew to being a skeptic but I also think that there's some magic going on here uh and so we talk about we talk about our points of view on that and go back and forth a little bit so if you're into UFOs and aliens you might you might like that and you can download his book for free it's available uh, his name is uh, Eric and the book is called High Strangeness and the, there's a link in the YouTube description description where you can get the free PDF so you can read that book for free so check that out the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash weirdafnews or click on the link in the description of this podcast lastly check out my Patreon I put some more shit up on there I'm all, I'm I'm getting really busy with the Patreon. I'm putting some crazy stuff up there. I also I put the the weirdest anime series that I came across in all of 2018. I put that up on there over the weekend. Uh, I put my prank call to uh, Peta. That's up there. There's some there's tons of stuff on there, and you get to download my comedy album for free. So join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash WeirdAF News.
0: Hey Josie, it's your boy Bobby Ray. Uh, you need to check out some of them videos on YouTube about magnet fishing. Some people even finding safes. A lot of people are finding guns. You check out uh, Exploring with the Nug. He's a Georgia boy. He found five rifles a while back. All in a swimming hole. That's the purpose of magnet fishing, to clean out swimming holes and docks and stuff like that where people actually get in the water so people don't get hurt. Most of the time, they just find a bunch of old rusty nails and stuff, which when they get them out, that's a good thing. I'd hate for one of my grand-youngers to jump in the water and get a rusty nail stuck in their foot. Have a good one, Jonesy. This is Bobby Ray. Catch you later. Hey, Jonesy. This is the Illumanarch, Michael Conway of Illumanarch Podcast Radio. And I was calling in to say, Good morning, my friend. I'm not going to keep it up because I was told that it sounds a lot like a, a Yeti mating call. And, uh, and I see that you got weird enough shite on your, uh, plate to be able to, um, say, add anything. But, hey, my brother wanted to say hello, so I have an app that works. I'm calling in to all my friends. Calling all friends. Calling all friends. Yes, sir, just because I wanted to remind them that today is brought to you by waffles. Pancakes leaving flat. Waffles, the sexy pancake.
2: Oh, my God, bro. Hand grenades the Taco Bell. I had to call in for this one. You know who this is. And um, the reason why is because I haven't even li- finished listening to the the uh, your uh, story. But I just had to call in, bro. Because when you first said it, first you asked, like, what's magnet fishing? I have no idea either. It's the first time I ever heard of magnet fishing. But I did. I, I got to the point in your story where you said we they started kind of explaining what they do for magnet fishing, looking for precious metals. So when you first said it, I was like, okay, they're magnet fishing, and you found a hand grenade, and you said, why would you magnet fish, right? And I was like, well, it can't be them looking for precious metals because, well, I'm not sure, but I do know gold is not magnetic, so they can't be looking for gold. Um, I don't know if platinum and And I don't know what else. Maybe they're looking for, like, you know, those knockoff things, knockoff rings or something like that, or knockoff precious metals that are mixed with other metals. I don't know any precious metals that are magnetic. Um, Like I said, I'm not sure, platinum, whatever. But, yeah, I was like, okay, so that would be stupid for him to be trying to look for that. But I guess maybe you can look for precious metals with a magnet. Who knows? But what I want to know, bro, the picture of the hand grenade. Um, I don't know if you know anything about hand grenades. I was in the military, so I know a little bit about it. You know what I mean. But anyway, um, was the pin and the grenade? Because this this will go towards my theory of why the hand grenade was in the water in the first place, and it still could lend credence like, to my theory. But um, if the pin was gone, you know, you're wondering why um a hand grenade was in the water, and you know, Florida's nowhere near you know World War II, bro. This is Florida. Don't you know, people in Florida probably go fishing with hand grenades, bro. <laughs> and that's probably what it was. So if the pin is hitting his grenade, maybe the fool actually was going the, back in the day. Who knows if it was even back in the day? You know what I mean? This could have been a week before this guy went magnet fishing and some Floridian was over there grenade fishing. So, you know, who knows? Or maybe it's the Floridian. After all, maybe he threw it in the water without taking the pin out. And that's why. But anyway, you know who this is, bro. I'm out of here. That
1: story was just hilarious.
2: <laughs> anyway, I'm out. Bye. Stupid.
1: <laughs> okay, I just wanted to quick do a quick uh, response clip of the Fire Festival documentary. Uh, if you haven't seen it on Netflix, you, you should watch it. There's also one on Hulu. I haven't seen it yet. I heard that one's even better. Um, but this documentary is, if you don't know what it's about, it's, so spoiler alert, <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler alert. You probably know that there was this thing called the Fire Festival that was a huge uh, failure. Uh, it was supposed to take place on an island in the Bahamas. Turns out the uh, the founder of this festival, co-founder, Billy McFarlane, kind of like is in the business of scamming people. Um, scamming wealthy millennials, it seems like. And so that seems to be what was happening all along. Although I do think he genuinely wanted to put on a festival. Uh, but I, I, I don't think... His heart wasn't in the right place where he cared enough to keep it from failing, to actually do the right thing uh, when it needed to be done. All the way leading up to it, you know, there could the plug could have been pulled a lot earlier and the people's money could have been refunded. But he was I think he was um, I just think he was he's living a delusional life there. And um, he's doing six years in prison. This this pretty it's pretty bananas. And how how crazy how I was shocked at how crazy and how quickly people would hand over their money based on a video they saw on Instagram. Like there was. There's a website, but it wasn't a legitimate website where you could, there's no, as far as I know, there's not a phone number you could call. You're gonna hand over thousands of dollars to someone without like, there's a phone, you're not speaking to someone on the phone yet? Like that, that's crazy to me. Now, I'll I'll buy plane tickets and stuff without speaking to someone. Obviously, I'm not stupid, but I'm not handing over four or $5,000 or more, tens of thousands of dollars without, you know, really... Having some contact with an organization first, you know that that's pretty that's pretty bananas. At least the Church of Scientology, you know, they come up and shake your hand on the street first before they screw you out of your money or try to. <laughs> so, you know, in a way, you know, I feel bad for these people that were scammed, but at the same token, I don't feel that bad because you really are stupid for handing over your money uh, unquestioningly uh, to an organization that you don't really you can't really verify to to the partic- to a particular level that you need to before you write a check for three grand, you know? And a lot of it was based off some impulse because of some models that you see drinking tequila on, a, on an island in a video that they made. Like, that's where it comes from. People go, oh, I want to drink tequila with a model on the beach. Where do I give my $4,500? You know, that's a lot of what's going on, I think. And so I really don't feel that bad for you, <laughs> you know? You're really stupid for doing that. Um, and, you know, luckily, nobody died. Like, that could have been a situation where serious, crazy shit could have happened, you know. Uh, and and thankfully, no one, no one died on that island. <laughs> had they had it on the first island or the second island that they were going to have it on, which there was no plumbing, no, like, not enough fresh water. Like, you can imagine a real shit show going down if it happened on one of those islands. Oh, my goodness. I felt so bad for that woman caterer. Oh my God, didn't you wanna cry for her? She gave, she had to pay her employees out of her own pocket. This is where it really gets me that this, this guy should do more than six years in prison, like ruining the lives of these people on the island. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like, let's face it, there's a lot of privileged people that went down there, spent some money, had an uncomfortable couple of days and they got out of it unscathed for the most part. And they're rich enough to like they're wealthy enough. They have enough expendable cash where, oh, they dropped that. They lost that five grand. Oh, no big deal. There are other people on the island, you know, people who do not have that kind of expendable cash. Day laborers that were hired, you know, and and worked their ass off for a month and didn't receive any compensation. Like, those people on the island, those are the people I feel really terrible for. You know, that when that woman's on the verge of tears, you know, saying she just doesn't want to talk about it. I just... I was... I was on the verge of tears for her. I mean, can you imagine she had to dole out her life savings because this asshole? Unbelievable. And so, this guy does six years. Here's my other point. Why isn't Ja Rule doing time? Like, people... I've, I've brought this up to a few friends since then. Why isn't Ja Rule in prison for this? He was... He was just as much a promoter of this as this guy was. you know. Maybe he didn't put up the, the, some of the money behind it like this guy did. But again and again, they're referring to each other as quote-unquote partners in the documentary. And again and again, Ja Rule is putting his face and putting his, mi- his mouth on a microphone at places like a tech conference, for instance, where he's promoting this festival at tech conferences. And who, who knows if he promoted it at other conferences, but they do show him at one, maybe two. So he's going. He's putting his face on this. He's putting himself on the line by going out there to the public and promoting it. And it should be, he should serve jail time? He's part of a class action lawsuit that's been uh, for a hundred million that was filed in twenty seventeen. But he denies liability. He's probably not going to have have any restitution whatsoever. But he is getting a lot of backlash online after the. Um, after the documentary came out and in fact i came across a video an instagram video of him at is at a conf, at a concert recently i don't know if this was over the weekend or what but he actually he actually hold on there's a ambulance driving over my big toe okay uh and there's an Instagram video that goes along with it. So he, he actually gets on stage and he goes, I know you. He's, he he announces, I know you're all pissed at me. This is live at a concert. You've seen the documentary. You're all pissed at me. He goes, let's get this out of your system right now. One, two, three, say F you, Ja Rule. And he just does that. And he holds the mic out to the crowd. And the crowd's like, F you, Ja Rule. He goes again, F you, Ja Rule, F you, Ja Rule. And it's actually pretty brilliant. I mean, that's a real, that's a way to, that's, that's, a, I thought that was a smart way to address this Um was to just have the crowd yell "F you" at him and get it out of their system. <laughs> so, uh, pretty smart, Ja Rule. I don't know where you got that idea, but it was kind of like it's kind of like Eminem at the end of Eight Mile. Um, you kind of take the power away from your 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 adversary by allowing them to just get it out of their system and admit to admit to you being an, an asshole. Um, so, if you guys have if you guys have seen the festival and you have a a have um, seen the festival if you've seen the documentary and you have a a reaction to it. Call Weird AF News. uh, You got the number. Email me, whatever. Just, you know, if you want to weigh in on it, tell me what you think. Uh, I'd love to hear from you about it. If you haven't watched it, I'm I'm sorry for the spoiler alert. Uh, You should watch it.